get over it. Oh. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. It's our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC. Oh, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Brandon, hello. Hi. Do us a quick solid, not you, Brandon, but you, the listener, and click on through to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the show. I don't even care if you download it through a different podcast manager. It doesn't matter. Just go do it there, because then we want to get on the front page of the iTunes, yada, 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 right? Uh, Tell us your favorite ever Seattle Sounder FC player within that review, too. We'd love to know that, and maybe someday I'll actually check. From Stefan Fry to Casey Keller... Please, no Freddie Lindberg. That guy was a big old jerk when I met him, so right on. Why can't I review it, Greg? You can review it all you want, buddy. Well, now that you said that I can't, I'm going to go do it. Get the hell out! I'm going to give us one star. Well, well at least it'll seem more authentic then instead of just <laughs> us like pandering for five-star reviews. Uh, this week, the Red Hot Goal Machine Sounders FC take on the Can We Heat Our Hands and Feet on Your Red Hot Goal Scoring Machine Minnesota United in a battle for planet Earth Day Cup. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, uh, looking into some of the uh, ba- a big result from the uh, from the weekend as Seattle Sounders FC. Usually, you wouldn't say a big result is a draw, <laughs> but going goalless in three matches previously and red carding the crap out of the league. Goals, goals. So it's very exciting. With, we finished with everybody on the field. Although <laughs> I don't know if we deserved that. I think that there was. Sure, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get uh, there. Christian rolled on, quoted as saying, "Tough result after a decent performance. Time to build and reflect on the good and bad. Thanks for all your support. Travel safe. Also, very proud of Alex rolled on on his first career start as a professional. Thought he was excellent today. He was great. That's he might be a little biased as his brother, but wait, wait. Before we get to hot garbage, we do have one review that we haven't read on the show yet. Yeah, it was my wife. Yeah, hey, uh, my KJ, wife. What's up, my yeah. wife? And uh, Kath- Hi, Bella. Catherine, you know, she, bless her, you know, she's really, she's really learned. Oh, this sounds like it's going to go real bad. No, she's learned about some soccer, but no, it's just her favorite player. Here's what she says. Here's what Catherine. I'd like to preemptively apologize to your wife for whatever you're about to say. Catherine from Seattle says, Andy Craven is her favorite player. Oh, yeah. Thanks for helping me understand soccer a little bit more. You're welcome, Catherine. <laughs> and uh, Andy is really humble and seems so kind, although I secretly think that she loves him because they both share a great affinity for donuts. Did he ever play more than like seven minutes? Not in MLS. He played plenty of S2, but not in MLS. Thanks to Catherine for giving us a review on the old iTunes. I don't care if I know you or not. Put it in there. Oof. That sounds... <laughs> Hi. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. It's something. We're off to a hot start (laughs) this week. (laughs) Oh, Greg. Always with permission. Yes, always with permission. Hey, Gregor. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Follow Uh, us on Twitter at HeyGregor. At Hey Gregor, follow at Hey Gregor at Full Ninety Podcast. Let's let's what's what's hot this week? What do you say is hot? Is this it full week? at Full Ninety Podcast? At, oh no, I, I'm an idiot. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, at Full Ninety Extra Time on Twitter. Let's get into what's hot. Yeah, what's garbage? I what's love hot, hot garbage. Hot first. Hot. Yeah. Hot. I, I hey everything. No, no goals. No. Goals. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's the first thing right there, Brandon, on the sheet. Goals. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I did learn how to read. Once. God. Will Bruin, way to be not only just a guy who looks like a dad, but also played like a leader. (laughs) 
He did. I, I no, I thought he had a a pretty good game for. I thought we were going to go there and absolutely crap the bed and uh, hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I thought we were going to go. I, I seriously You're talking thought, about the top of the West versus the bottom of the West yeah, so, in Kansas City versus Seattle. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's recap a little bit. We Seattle Sounders go to uh, Kansas City, play Sporting Kansas City, best team in the league or best team in the Western Conference currently. We, being the Seattle Sounders, worst team garbage absolutely and uh we go there and steal a point we did nothing sounders fc go to kansas city play against the squad that is uh that looks like they're gonna just destroy seattle in the process and instead the exact opposite kind of happened sounders came out looking we talked about it several times that they look good out there they're just a man down all the time and so you're gonna give up errors especially when the defense isn't holding up so to see a pretty okay performance defensively combined with having enough people out on the field is uh, is really great. There's uh, We'll get to another bit of hot that makes that defense even stronger. But first, Will Bruin, first a header off the crossbar that like made everyone, ah! But that was like such an optimistic point right there that like, oh, they're, they're knocking on the door. And then moments later, from a little opportunistic right place, right time, everyone else had kind of given up going into half just off of a little side foot there. Seattle Sounders FC 1-1. And, most importantly, off to finally scoring goals. Yeah, first goal of the season. It felt so good. I I was watching this match with a Sporting Kansas City fan. Weird. You know one? I do know one. That's yeah. weird. They weren't in the fa- they weren't in the stands, that's for sure. <laughs> they were all in Seattle in yes. all one of them yeah. in, in her living room with her husband and I and yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we watched that match together and Your haircut's weirding me out, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you look good, but I'm just saying I'm used to you looking like a hot mess right now. We didn't still we didn't score three goals, but I still got free haircut. Yeah. I mean your wife is a hairstylist. Thanks, so. thanks also, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why she liked Andy Craven, because of his long, luscious locks. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway. So, uh, goals. That's Goals. Uh, that's the takeaway. Hot. That's and, the takeaway. Uh, and then you got uh, on here, rolled on times two. Yes. Hot. Uh, it's written rolled on X2. And X2 sounds like if you made a movie about the rolled on brothers starring The Rock, maybe in the early to mid or mid to late 2000s where the rock plays both rolled ons it's like a sports movie but it's also like a buddy comedy it'd be funnier if it was the rock and chris rock playing both rolled ons sort of like a sort of like a twins type thing from yeah the, i yeah. basically want to see rush hour but with the rock and chris rock and soccer related about the rolled on brothers so. <laughs> yeah exactly rolled on times two alex rolled on does not have the like the wisdom of a seasoned veteran but he has the heart that you cannot teach somebody he looks i i would i'll I'll say i was nervous about giving him his giving him the start i mean you had nagel on the bench you had buona who even has more mls time than rolled on at this point both of them in their rookie season but you had lamar nagel on the bench i thought that yeah what are you doing uh, that's what you do you start him but I thought Roldan looked great out there. Alex Roldan. Alex Roldan. This yeah. is the younger brother of Christian Roldan, the central midfielder for Seattle that um, that has been so promising over these years, learning under the wing of Ozzy Alonzo. Last week on the pod, Steve Zakawani talked about how important that relationship was and how Christian Roldan is going to be great. But then secretly, his younger bro slips in, a Seattle U guy, pops in and has an awesome game, creating opportunities, going full in on things. There was no hesitation. Uh, maybe an error from him at some point where he didn't drop back to help cover for whatever the hell knew who was doing. Oh, we'll, we will we'll get, get there. Um, also hot, back in the lineup, hot. Ozzy Alonzo. Oh, that's so big. It is massive. I mean, we talked about this last week. Um, he didn't. So Ozzy Alonzo, 
legendary team captain at this point, Honey Badger, El Corazon, as he is known, because he is the heart of this team. Yeah. He did not look like a dude that just missed five and a half months due to a quad injury or whatever it was that he had. He finished 96% of his passing after coming on um, in the second half. Uh, that's insane. That's insane. He he won both of his duels, which is a is a statistic that uh, Schmetzer, head coach Brian Schmetzer, always looks at. Uh, it's when you go head to head with a guy who comes away with the ball. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Passing has been just absolutely just shoddy. Right? You know, it wasn't great either. No. There was a lot of like. Uh, giveaways that could have been prevented, but it was so much better. Yeah, and and to see Ozzy come on and make that immediate impact, he allowed Christian Roldan to be able to play up a little bit more. Um, and that turns into a goal. And that turns into a goal. I mean, that first of all, hot was that Christian Roldan goal. Hot. That's up for goal of the week this week. Uh, go stuff the ballots. There's a lot of good competition this week, but what he a goal. He kicked it like he was trying to escape and get out. Okay? I swear, it looked like all of the anger that the Seattle Sounders have been bottling up for the last three weeks, instead of channeling it into another red card, channeled it into a goal, which is exact. I mean, even after Bruin scored his, he turned around and gave Ramon Torres the most angry hug I've ever seen in my entire life, and I loved it. Yeah, right. It's uh, looking at that also. Uh, how about a Roman Torres hug? Hot. Yeah. I want one of those. <laughs> it would be very warm. He seems like a very large, warm man. <sighs> Love a big, warm hug. <laughs> big, warm hug from our big Panamanian center back. So he missed five and a half months, Ozzy Alonso did. And immediately when he comes on, the team looks completely different. And shout outs to Taylor Twellman, who like really identified this as well, because it's really easy for us, even here in Seattle, to get too down on the team. But again, we forget that we're missing some of the, like, the core players here. This is a match without Clint Dempsey again, where the team comes away looking pretty good. I want to start a series called where in the world is Victor Rodriguez? Because he's another player that, I mean, we 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 often think we're missing uh, Dempsey. We're missing I actually know. Grand Canyon. <laughs> he just happens to be there. He's on a, yeah, he's on a he's on a burrow going down the side there, just like taking pictures. I, I don't follow him on Instagram or anything, but I, that's, that's probably where he is, though. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. he's on a yoga retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah clearly. Yeah, um, come on back whenever you're ready. No, but to your point, like we are missing, or to your point about Taylor Twelman's point, we <laughs> this is a team that we look. I mean, the Sounders look decent. I they, they're missing pieces here and there, um, but even our starting left back, who knew who was supposed to be, uh, I don't know, competing for the job for, even he's injured. So at this point, we're down to the last line of defense in most of our spots. Um, and hey, we walked out. We walked into Kansas City. Sounders got a point. Great. And finally, and this we never have this much stuff to talk about for hot. No red cards. Hot. That is the hottest. All right, moving on to the garbage. <laughs> that uh, new new Hutolo performance. Garbage. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Nothing is more frustrating, I think, from seeing a professional athlete who is unmotivated to help, or in really any walk of life, that's unmotivated to help out. And to see the huffing and puffing and the lack of full heart put into some of these plays is tough to watch a guy not getting back as fast as he needs to committing some big fouls which you expect from this guy's young and he's like aggressive and you expect some big fouls it's kind of the difference though between a guy like Ozzy Alonso who's knows how to pull that off and is quicker than you think and Nuhu who has not yet figured out the touch of that yet to see a guy out there kind of like you know drives me crazy with other players too with the Clint Dempsey's and stuff who aren't like really dropping back to help out. His position is literally to play defense, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, left back. Get back. Yeah, like, man. Uh, so here's. Get out. Get back. Get back. Here, this, Give up go, a PK. Yeah. 
early in the match, which is, you know, it turned into a goal. Like, that's you gave up a goal. That's where I thought we were going to possibly right. see that first red card. Yeah. I know he wasn't the last defender, but also, like, whoa, you get the wrong, wrong ref. Yeah. Luckily, the ref had a cooler head yeah. in his VAR review. Anyway. I almost thought the McCrary challenge later on, Jordan McCrary, who was playing the knew who's opposite position on the right side he had a challenge was that the two feet up tackle he, he, he had one foot go over the ball into a guy's shin i thought that would be the red card yeah it uh, certainly looked like it i'm glad that there was no review on that because he did get the ball but still he came over the top and put a put some spikes into a guy's leg yeah see i have okay so back to new who i have a hard time uh i have a hard time with this uh i have ha- a hard time with my cup i can't figure out how to make the water come out. he had a terrible game we can all agree on that really rough game poor performance um i I've been firmly on the new Who Tolo sure. uh, uh, You've been on hype the, train on the new Who Choo Choo, the new Who Choo Choo, yeah. as, as it's been called. Um, I really do uh, like. I think that he's got a high ceiling. I think that he'll be great for the team in the long run. Uh, two massive mistakes. He's got to learn. I mean, we heard from Steve Zakawani, um last week talking about how Ozzy Alonso is a player that will allow your forwards to run and get forward and and put all of their energy into those um, into the attacking move. It allows people to move up and to be able to be part of the offense rather than getting caught somewhere in between roles or being right. exposed in the back because because he tells them I'll run for you. you I get, will. You do get that. up. I'll cover for you yeah. while you're up out of position. Mm-hmm. But it's coordinated. It's calculated. Yeah. And so what was so hard and what really what really aggravated me was during that second goal. Knew who uh, dribbles the ball into space up into the the Sporting Kansas City uh, final third. We're getting it into a, a pretty good goal scoring move. It looks like he's got support. He doesn't need you know he doesn't have three defenders on him. He doesn't have to find a way out. Right. right. He, if he would have just held the ball up for a little bit, waited for his teammates to make a smarter, better pass. Um, but instead, he decides to shoot from 35 yards. Who he he does not have the chance, right? We've seen him make the smart decision before. But I mean, you talk a little bit about the difference between Ozzy Alonso and Nuhu. Nuhu is a guy at the beginning of his years, like in his early 20s, versus Ozzy, who's been in the league forever. Well, and also you see a again the back to Will Bruin, who on for the second goal to Christian Roldan, he pulls his head up and he looks and he yeah. realizes he's not going to stuff a shot in just because he's close he like looks up and sees an open player to be able to make a play to to be able to uh, put another point on the board which is incredible knew who responsible for I would argue for both of the sporking Kansas City goals on the weekend yeah I would say so too I mean one he gave up a PK that's yeah. one against man that Johnny Russell is something else that guy is a terrier Whew. and then secondly he just didn't run back to cover Graham Zuzi who made the full run down the, the whole right side there well and that's the second half to this poor shot attempt that he made um, from 35 yards out right literally the ensuing play was him not running back to get on Graham Zuzi who collected the distribution after that long long terrible shot um he collects it from his goalkeeper and takes it all the way up. He just makes a run up the right side, which is where Tulu, or <laughs> Tuhu Nolo, Nuhu Tolo is supposed to be defending. Right. Um, Zuzi just screams right past him. It, it looks like uh, Nuhu doesn't have the gas. So, and here's where it gets even more complicated. Earlier in the game, you saw Nuhu kind of pull up once off no contact. Right. It looked like he was holding his groin. Or is maybe, he hurt? Is he hurt? Was he? Should he have come out earlier? Like what was? What was the situation there? We don't we know don't the know. status of his injury. Uh, if there was one, he played the rest of the match. Somebody said something about stomach cramps. I don't know what the deal was. I I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but also. 
The very next play after the goal, he's bombing down the left side again. Yeah, yeah. Like I get that you're out of breath or whatever, but if you're unable to do the primary job of defense, and some will argue that it's not only defense or whatever, but right. like if you're not able to cover your position, right. then don't get out of position so badly so that way you can come back. Like or ask to be subbed. Like make everyone else work with you as a team to be able to cover this. This is where Alex Wildan, the younger Wildan, who doesn't have experience, first professional start, he's not dropped back into a position to cover for Nuhu, who is out of position. He's doesn't, he doesn't have the vision, maybe, or maybe he was too out of position himself or something. There was no one covering for that, whatever Nuhu was doing. But then the very next play, someone tweeted at me about this, yeah, the next play, he is bombing down the left again, after what just it looked like such a half-hearted rush to get back to play defense in that second goal. So, I mean, the Sounders leave a couple points on the field because of that. Yeah, yeah, and and that stuff. The 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 only other thing that makes me really question uh, Nuhu's ability here is, yo, we got three subs, right? You got three subs in a match, and we only used two of them. So this isn't a two. Uh, <laughs> I knew, no, this is on this is on uh, Schmetzer, right? Like, I don't know who. I said this multiple times while I was watching the match, and and somebody I was watching the match with goes, well, who would you replace? What would you do? Man, we had players who were starting to look real tired out there. Obviously knew who was having a rough game. I say you rage sub him uh, earlier than we did. Um, Schmetz doesn't make the call until later. We left a sub out on the field, basically. We made two of the three available subs. I thought um, once you had Ozzy in there, maybe there's room to sub out Gustav and put maybe uh, uh, Lamar Nagel in as another attacking threat. Um, throw it all forward because I think that that's a game that the Sounders should have won, could have won, gave up a point, uh, well, gave up two points. Um, yeah. And and you know what's really encouraging, what, encouraging is that most of the vibe after after the match, all of the players and the coach and everybody seemed to say we missed out there. That wasn't a draw that we were going for. That was a win. So leaving a sub out uh, from preventing yourself from using all three of your subs. Garbage. Yeah, I think so. And that was one of the most frustrating things about during this uh, Ziggy Schmidt era and the Sounders is that you'd always sit there and and go, what what is our tactic here? What is it? What kind of substitutes are we making? Like, why are we not making our first sub until the seventieth minute? So, I mean, that's where a manager can really make the difference is by recognizing how tactically you can bring someone off and bring someone on to change the game. Otherwise, I mean, you're yelling kind of at a flat angle from the sideline. You're yelling at a guy across the pitch to hustle or something like yeah. that. You know, in the moment, are you tuning that guy out? Or like, how does that work? You need to maybe shake things up by putting in a new presence, someone with fresh legs that can come out there and make a difference. And I know that's that's a uh, probably a highly debatable subject. I think people uh, have a lot of questions and ideas about tactics and all that. So if you disagree with me on the substitution tactics of Ryan Schmetzer, I don't know. I think that we left something out there. I think that there was something that the Sounders could have done there. I think there's something. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed like we were lacking something tactically there toward the end. Uh, let us know at full 90 extra time on Twitter and, and debate us. That's awesome. Okay, moving on. Hot garbage. What do you got here, Brandon? <laughs> uh, I, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. We recorded the day that this happened, the day that this was announced. Uh, Clint Dempsey was red carded a, a, a long time ago. I don't want to talk too much about this because it's kind of already been put to bed. Everybody's already angry, blah, blah, blah. Clint Dempsey got red carded two matches ago. We had two bye weeks in the meantime and another the match that he served his so suspension. So it feels like four forever. It was 25 days, and then they announced that he gets a second, an additional game suspension for that red card. I mean, if you listen last week, you know that we were talking about with Steve Zekawani, a, a pundit for the Sounders, you know, uh, for Sounders FC. We were talking about exactly how... 
they got that wrong, and it how, wasn't a red card in the first place. How it wasn't a red card in the first place, and then you know that that would be laughable and ha ha ha. Okay, well that happened, so what? Move on. For them to come back and announce a second match ban after the review process, sending it to Disco, the disciplinary commi- committee. Yeah. Um, which is a bunch of anonymous shadow figures within MLS. Yeah. Um, we handed it to the Sith Lords of MLS, and then they came back with an additional match ban, despite evidence that suggests that that's, it's all concocted. It was all... That was grade A acting by the whoever it was for Frisco sure. FC or whatever. That's unbelievable that they could get that so wrong. And then again... Uh, there And there's this whole narrative about, like, oh, the Sounders took too long to appeal it. The... I. Put that, get that, get behind me with that, because at the end of the day, they shouldn't have had to appeal anything. It shouldn't have even been a thought that you're going to add an additional game suspension. to Here's that. an angle that says you're wrong. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me so angry. It, to me, it looks like they're trying to put a mark on. Hey, this is Clint Dempsey, a guy who is known for doing this bullshit. We have to give him an additional suspension to to stamp it out of his. The dude has three red cards in, a, in his MLS career since joining the Sounders. That's three over however many seasons since 2014, right, or 2013. So we're talking five years of only three red cards. Sure, he missed most of last year with a heart con- condition. Whatever, all that. whatever, dude. Like, oh, I'm I'm, just, I'm it aggravates me. And the fact that it took so long, we didn't find the Sounders didn't find out until the week before that he was supposed to play. After they had already announced additional like fines and suspensions from the game that he was red carded three weeks ago. Dude, this is deep state, all right? This, this is, is all state. this is all generated Hannity. by AI. Sean Hannity is responsible for this. <laughs> no, uh, man, it's unfortunate that for me, my perspective on it is that MLS has rolled out this new piece of technology and they can't come out here and show how it doesn't work. Yeah. So they have to get behind it and then they dig in, which is a choice to be made despite having clear evidence that says otherwise, I don't know what their process is because they're very secretive about it, but if you're not looking at that evidence, which is very clear, we've put it out before, it's very clear that there was no foul there, except for maybe a foul by the actual Frisco player yeah. for grabbing hold. He has a wrist lock on, I mean, in karate class, blue, blue green belt, congratulations to me for Sounders colors, <laughs> um, that's a wrist lock, it's and, a, yeah. and he broke out of it. Yeah, I think it's a statement thing from the league. I, I really do. The Lords of Disco uh, really... Did, just don't like Clint. They don't like Clint Dempsey. Darth Disco Darth presiding Disco. over the Disco Lord John Travolta. I bet you John Travolta is is on the Disco. It's obvious. Um, and and we didn't even talk about the VAR result from the game against or from this Kansas City match uh, on Sunday. We didn't even talk about the fact that the Sounders had a, a legitimate penalty shout for a handball in the box. Um, we had an opportunity to at the time it was one one. We had an opportunity to take the lead. Eventually, we did. The Sounders did take the lead. Uh, Kansas City equalized. Whatever it would have been a chance for potentially a game-winning goal, a third goal for the for the Sounders. I'm with them on this. I I agree with the VAR decision. I agree. I also agree with the decision. However, I don't know if I agree the fact that they took it to VAR in the first place because the language in VAR is clear and obvious error. There, the ball did touch the dude's hand in the box. That is a handball, and he called it as such. You can only take these things to VAR in clear and obvious error. I don't know if I call that a clear and obvious error. That was a handball in the box, regardless of whether or not you think it should be called or whatever. It takes a little bit out of the game 
to me. Uh, to oh, anytime to, you stop it, this every, is gonna anytime be a an error, any minor error, it, it forces the referee into a decision. When sometimes I think that the referees just got to go with it because I think that this this specific play is still debatable even after VAR. The meaning, if it's still that debatable, is it clear and that obvious? Is yeah. it that clear? This will always be the problem with it too. I do, however, enjoy the idea that the that there's a uh, VAR ref that's looking at this because the stoppage in play is not one referee running over to look at the thing every time. You know, there's about a 30 second stop. Guys get to catch their breath a little bit. You're already talking about a free kick situation. So I, I've so far been okay with, for the most part, how it's been looked at and guy holding his finger to his ear waiting to hear if he needs to actually go see it himself, if it needs to be reviewed or not. It's unfortunate that we don't get any part of that process so we don't know what's really happening there so we don't have all the information to make decisions ourselves from at home and i guess it's hard for me to say because like i do agree with the result I, I agree with the result of the of the vr i would have i would have felt hard done if the sounders were were uh a penalty was awarded against the sounders for the same play yeah. however i would have still been up uh, you know it happened it was a handball on the box there was a crazy uh, Erickson goal for Tottenham over the weekend where he hit it off his foot, it came off another guy from Man City, and then went rocketing into his leg, which put it into the goal. And like he celebrated like he meant to do that on purpose, <laughs> and he didn't, but he still gets credit. Yeah. It's not an own goal because of a ricochet or something. It's a, That was a goal, and it doesn't need to go, no one needs to go back and review that. I don't know that. I feel like if you're going to review anything, it should be in the penalty box. People get real mad about that, and there's like a lot of debate that goes on. I'm okay with them both taking a look at it and the result that they came up with. It doesn't play out for the team that I like, but that's just how it goes yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right, in uh, fan outrage, people getting mad on the internet after anything happens at the match this week in fan outrage. I think uh, I think Steve Zakawani had a great tweet after the match uh, saying, Nuhu, you got to give back there, son. No matter what, run back, make the play, rest after. You cannot rest on defense, not ever. Not ever. Absolutely, because you get more, I don't know how to say this correctly, but you walk away, if that defense is steadfast there, you walk away with three points because you protected those extra two. Yep. You can score 10 goals, but if you give up 10, you're still not getting ahead. So I feel like Steve is right on point with that as well. Yeah. Andy says, uh, this is Andy Edwards, he says, it is now snowing. This is dumb. I am over it. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yes. He got his hashtag wrong. He says sporting, but it's sporting case. Yeah, I don't know if he if he if he knew. Thirty one degrees actually... at kickoff. I don't have a problem with this. This is. Uh, oh man. All the other leagues in the world play like this. It's that. That's what happens. Yeah, sometimes. I think I think that the uh, bigger problem with summer play. It was like sixty five degrees. I think the day before in Kansas City, Ooh. and then thirty one and snowing the next. I mean, we've seen some inclement, like weird temperamental weather here. Um, I man, I you just, know whose fault this is. Zlatan. Zlatan. He's he. No, nah, mixed snow. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um sounder at heart uh an espinoza slash alonzo collision could destroy the planet not wrong <laughs> yeah no, that's i don't even think that's outrage i think this is misplaced i think this could go anywhere in the pod <laughs> this is just accurate information this yeah. is not fake news yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and then next, this one coming from at Hey Gregor. Next time, leave New Who at home. Hashtag DVR Sports. Man, I was so mad after that second goal against Zuzi. I got real mad about it, and I understand that there's not a lot of depth at the position. Looking back, this is what fan outrage is about. I was like, this is garbage. You are freaking hot garbage. I'm so mad. And then okay, I get it. But also, give me some credit here. 
I was watching the match with my mother-in-law. Shout-outs to Deb. Okay, She does not understand soccer at all, except for you can't touch it with your hands. Okay, That's like the depth <laughs> of the knowledge. And that's fine. I think that a lot of people... Um, don't know about that. I'm from Atlanta. I don't know that. No, actually, they have the most attended soccer matches in the entire league, yeah. so I don't feel like that plays either. I'll, I'm willing to give you a pass, but when uh, Sporking Kansas City takes that big blast in the first half and Stefan Fry drops down faster than you can imagine to be able to get a leg on it, his ability to drop weight like that to the ground and save a goal, he, why is he ducking? Does he not even care? And I was like, listen, you are not, a, you've been watching soccer now for 17 minutes. You are not a pundit. Get the hell out. Uh, wait, we didn't even talk about Stephen Fry. We won't have to talk about this too much, but if, if, if every week, if we had one feature in hot, it would be Stephen Fry every single week. The, the dude is just yeah. unstoppable right now. He had some incredible saves against Kansas City. He was getting no help from his defense. There was one point where New Who just did not defend it. Here's my fan outrage. There was one point where New Who just did not defend across well um we got like sounders got really fortunate the ball just came back to fry and fry looks at Nuhu, and Nuhu turns around and looks at fry and like all pissed off at him come on man yeah and then and fry looks at him like excuse me excuse me you see what i'm doing for this team right now do you see all of these saves that i've been forced but it's, into? Not even, it's not even like that it's the if stefan fry is yelling at you to do your job you are not you doing not your job succeeding yeah that, like, that guy is like <laughs> he's such a passive sweet stoic guy he gets mad in the moment or whatever, but like when he's yelling at you, that's you have really f-ed up if that's the case. Yeah, he's he is at the prime of his career right now, yeah. and uh, it's it's nice in a league where you've seen what's his name Wickens play on eleven hundred teams now in the MLS. Like he's he's there's it's unbelievable to see how the keepers are bounced around from team to team to team like that, and in a league where we've consistently. Um, the Sounder squad have fielded three keepers really throughout their history in MLS play. That's pretty incredible. It's great, and and Stephen Fry is is truly a staple, and and a, uh, he is he is a he's a king, man. He is a king. Now I like this. Uh, this must be a Sounder at Heart article. Shout out to the Sounder at Heart, but um, in headlines. What's this about Fernando Torres? Yeah, Fernando Torres is uh, apparently set to make an MLS move. He is uh, snubbing China. China offers. China. <laughs> uh, so Fernando Torres is an all-time Spanish great, right? Played for the Spanish national team. He's played for plenty of big teams in Excuse Europe. Excuse me, Fernando Torres and his hair tie. Okay. And yes, and I, I know you recently cut your hair off, and so you don't remember already. But yes, I think he's got. I think he's down to short hair now too. No, of course, yeah. Anyway, but it was he and Sergio Ramos. They both had the hair ties in, and the two of them like looked very similar. I think it was Sergio Ramos, wasn't it? I take my I take my fashion. Uh, Leadings from eight years ago in soccer, eight, yeah, famous uh, professional Spaniards from eight years ago. Uh, but anyway, this guy is uh, basically a legend in Spanish soccer, and he's talking about making an MLS move. Uh, a lot of offers coming from China and from all around Europe and and the U.S. Apparently, Sounders are one of those teams that he's connected to. I don't know if the Sounders want to pony up to a thirty-four-year-old Spaniard current, but. But he is currently playing for the team that finished seconds in one of second in one of the world's best leagues. Uh, it, he only scored a few goals, only played a few matches, so it's hard to say. He also wants like somewhere in the range of four million dollars, which I don't think anybody really wants to pay him that. So, I mean, I know the Sounders are desperate for somebody to score some goals. I know the de- Sounders are desperate for uh, not 
making their fans angry by not signing anybody. I don't know if this is the guy that does the trick. Oh, man, it's so tough to say that your two guys at the top of the pyramid there are going to be Torres and Dempsey for combined age of AARP. <laughs> like, I don't know if that that's the exact way to do that or not. I'd love it. I think that's awesome. I love as a marketing opportunity. Yeah. To, I love as a potential guest in this show to have Fernando Torres come in here. Great, great. I do have a more favorite Fernando. Uh, Fernando Alonso Diaz is the Formula One driver. So, sorry, Torres, you're the second Torres on the Sounders and the second Fernando in my life. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. That's a headline. I think uh, I don't think we should make the move. I don't think Sounders should make the move for Torres. Um, but hey, it's something that's out there. there. It sounds like they're considering it. Match number five for Seattle Sounders FC. Twelfth placed Seattle Sounders FC versus Minnesota United. The Loons coming here. Eighth place in the Western Conference. Two teams. Not very good. No. Or that don't have very good results, let's say. Okay. The CenturyLink Field, a home match for Sounders FC. Sunday, 1 p.m. It is the Planet Earth Day Cup. <laughs> is it is it bad that when I look at the the Loons' current uh, the current results as a 2-4-0 and, oh, and go, wow, what's it like to be good? <laughs> you have two wins? That's Whoa. weird. Whoa. Uh, is this the week that they're going to be wearing the sea the garbage? Po- garbage. Yeah, the hot garbage uh, kits. Oh, yes. We, we, we disagree on that. That's very yeah. funny. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, they'll be wearing custom, or what are they, who makes them? Uh, it's Parlay. Yeah, Parlay. Parlay or Parlay. Look for, look for, when you turn on your TV or go to the match this weekend, notice that they're wearing different colors that Brandon doesn't like. It's <laughs> um, it's because they're saving the earth on Earth Day. Yay. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so uh, Sounders, let's a little bit of history. Sounders are 2-0-0 oh, against, so that means two wins, zero losses, zero draws against Minnesota United all time. The one time that Minnesota United's been to Seattle to play, they lost. Um, it was, I think, let's see, the the first time the Sounders went to Minnesota, they won four to nothing. It was crazy. It was the first meeting in team history. Um, and then two weeks later in Seattle, the Sounders won two one again. So outscoring the team six to one. But again, all bets out the window when we've only finally scored our first goal in the fourth week of the season. Um, great, great first and second goal. Yes, first and second goal of the season. Uh, great news, Dempsey, Clint Dempsey, unless the league decides to announce yet another suspension two days before the match, uh, Dempsey and Kelvin Leardam, our starting right back, will be back. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, some other great news, Minnesota last year, they had a really hard time on the road, 12 losses on the road. That, bo- that yeah, bodes Brandon, well for but the Yeah, but the, the problem is, is that Seattle Sounders FC in the last season and a half only had two losses at home during that whole time, except for now, two losses at home already yeah. this season. So I don't know if their road how their road record compares against our modern home record. Yeah, yeah. Wait, maybe we, maybe it just means that we got our two losses of the season at home out yeah. of the way right now. Also, the last home match was man down because of Leardom's yeah. idiocy, but also the Sounder squad looked awesome out there, so there's a lot of potential there. Uh, again, Nico Ladero, the most fouled player on Sounders FC over the weekend, at home now in front of a bunch of people hollering at him. That's uh, It looks... Positive. I don't know. I, I I don't know much about the. I guess there's a there's a there's a uh, method for this that yeah. we could say. Brandon, tell us with heroes and villains. Who are we looking at? I say hero Clint Dempsey. Um, Sounders have been all about channeling that angry guy. Uh, 
energy into the team, into the game. That last game, I thought they played angry. Yeah. They played just mad, and it, and it worked out. Got to have think. the right guys being mad, though, because otherwise you end up with Otherwise, yeah. how can he slap uh, Kelvin Leardam hitting people in the, in the face? Uh, I don't think anybody does angry better than Clint Dempsey. I want his uh, suspension to just fire him up, get him out on the field, and just just wreak some havoc on on that Minnesota team and on former Sounder uh, MLS Cup winner with the Sounders Tyrone Mears who is in that defense for uh, Minnesota. What if he wants to come back over and play left back <laughs> or anything for us at this point? Hey, you ever scored a goal? Just when you thought the problem was a lack of forward at striker, it turns out. So you might see you might see him then this week. You might see Tyrone Mears yeah. uh, suiting up against Seattle Sounders FC, yeah. but that's not really who their scariest player is, right? Who's the villain for the squad when we're out there yelling at people? Yeah, the the, the guy to watch in, in Minnesota's uh, defense this year, or in, in Minnesota squad, is uh, Darwin Quintero. Um, he is their very first ever designated player signing, so two years in, right? They've never had somebody who's filled one of these designated player slots garbage exactly how, how what so he made his debut for minnesota uh last week against portland in a four to two loss garbage yeah also garbage and um but you know he he made his debut he's still getting his feet wet in this league but he did score in his debut um the, the dude has a history of stunting on seattle with club america oh um, so he's been here before he's been here before yeah but he also okay this is the best. This is what really makes him the villain, despite the fact that he's their most dangerous threat moving forward, and, sure. and he has a history of being good against us. Um, his nickname, <laughs> his nickname is, and I'm going to butcher this because I don't know Spanish. Maybe you should say it. El Científico del Gol. The Goal Scientist. Does that not sound like the evil, like villain? I want him on Nerd Talk, man. That's oh. another pod I do. Download Nerd Talk podcast. Subscribe on Apple to, uh, Podcasts. Yes. Yeah, you should. <laughs> El Científico del Gol. When you mix the kicks with the the ball and the equation and all that. I don't know science or nerd stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Or Espanol. Or Espanol for that matter. But the goal scientist. Uh, we'll we'll get him in. Yeah. Is he like Colombia's Bill Nye? No, he's like Colombia's Chris Martin from Coldplay with playing the scientist. Oh, boo. You I get know. a boo. I know. <laughs> I know. That was incredible. <laughs> All right. Um, other notes. I love this. I jumped ahead, but we'll be wearing a white kit, but not our white kit. It's Earth Day, y'all. <laughs> Recycle. Recycle. Literally says that here. I did write that. Okay, time to take a look into the murky future, hopefully not full of red. It's time to look into the Crystal Pepsi Ball. Ooh. I'm glad that we finally aren't trying to predict who's going to get a red card in the match. Uh, let's, I, mean, I still kind of am, to be fair. Just tell me, who do you think is going to get a red card this match? Oh, Clint Dempsey. <laughs> there, he's going to get into the match. Like It's going to kick off. The whistle's going to blow. And uh, the league is going to have some announcement. Clint Dempsey has been fined an additional amount for dissenting by playing soccer and also he's out of this game f- permanently clint dempsey touched his own balls and has been red carded <laughs> three match ban uh clint dempsey at one point said your mom he is out now looking into the crystal pepsi ball what do you predict for a score this week i say three nil three nil sounders i really do think that the the floodgates are open goals are going to come dempsey and ladero on the field together i i say it happens man i think it finally happens three nil I'm going to say with Dempsey back, 9-0 Sounders.